Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a new world order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the nation of Zane Australia, here to talk with my colleagues from across the seas. Your people's champion, your role model and paragon of virtue, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. Not so much anymore. That's right. A wrestler used that as a, as a nickname for a while. No. A paragon of virtue? Your role model and paragon of virtue. Oh, that's bigging yourself up. Look, I think there were definitely a heel. That's... You would not get a face to say that. You should be ashamed, Seb. No, but that's awful. That really is. I know. The Rock could say that. Oh, the Rock he was a heel anything. for a long time. Or do you mean like currently he could say that? Currently. Well, yeah, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, of course, Andrew Schosser, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you are joining us for the first time, we each run a simulated nation on nationstates.net and we come to discuss the issues that are plaguing our nations while we deal with the global issue that the gypsies have cursed us with. Oh, this gypsy curse. I don't know how to deal with it. So at the beginning of this season, we were cursed with a zombie invasion, which each of our nations dealt with quite equally. Uh, We decided... (coughs) Now we've been cursed with an invasion of time travelers. Such a, like, I know we, we wrote this as like a collective unit when we put them into the bucket, but like, this is a very badly thought out one because I'm so confused all the time. Well, I think you would be confused if you were being invaded by time travelers, especially if the time travelers didn't tell you what they were coming back for. Like, that in vagueness. Like, what is that? 12 monkeys? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, where he's kind of crazy most of the time and doesn't really know why he's there and then the, the past isn't exactly like he was told and so he doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> and he's Bruce Willis, so you just know he's grumpy and he's going to phone it in later. Oh, wow. This is good, Bruce Willis, but like we, hey, being having the hindsight of being from the future, the force, like the, the sight, I guess, of just being from the future, we know what's coming. From his past, I guess. I don't know. It's Mm. all in there. Time travel. (laughs) You guys got it. So Zane Australia has an issue that I think will help deal with the time travelers. All right. It's called a a free car that every time traveler has run, that has won. They just need to come into this big building here to receive their prize. And that's when you push them into the temporal blender you've set up. (laughs) Well, last time I took a rather, I guess, passive from my point of view. I, I put the power of abortions in the hands of my populace to use as they will if they choose against the time travellers who may or may not be related to them. This time, 
my issue is called The Peacock Republic Shall Rise Again. Whoa. A coalition of civil rights activists and minority interest groups from all across Northern Zane Australia have renewed their calls for the regional government to stop displaying the flag of the now defunct Peacock Republic, a short-lived former breakaway nation known for its backward racial policies. The issue has divided the area for years, and with tensions running extra high, I have been asked to help settle the dispute once and for all. Now, I don't have a clear direction on where I fall on this issue, so I'm interested to see what the debate will bring up. All right. Option number one. It is unconscionable that politicians still defend flying such repulsive racist symbol on government property, declares Marlene Savage, a civil rights activist sporting colourful Tasmanian tribal attire, despite recent public revelation that she is, in fact, not Tasmanian. <clears throat> the flag has only ever been used to heighten racial divisions in this country. We must ban the display of the Peacock Republic flag in any official capacity. The power that flags have, said America. Well, uh, said America wouldn't know about flags, of course. <laughs> anymore. We're just, the past. we're just not a nationalist society, guys. We're beyond <laughs> the, the waving of the flags and the, the, the tribal screaming that you guys all do. I imagine you all meet in halls and chant together. We're just beyond that. It's invigorating. I'm very happy for all of you. But my people are more about, I don't know, race cars. Smoking weed. Whatever they want to do, really, that isn't... Bah! Oh, God. Scoffs Kanya Atwood, a local politician and passionate reenactor while waving a miniature Peacock Republic flag. This flag never hurt anyone. If you ask me, it's political correctness. That's the real problem. Stores are pulling the flags off their shelves and TV stations are refusing to run old shows and movies that feature it for Violet's sake. The government should be pushing back against this nonsense and start teaching Zane Australian school children all the good things about that chapter of our history. The cultural pride felt by its citizens, the bravery and patriotism of its leaders, those are values that never go out of style. The, idea, oh, the power like somebody, of a flag. I was, I was going to say, this sounds like somebody wanting to rewrite history, right? in, a, in a sense. I've never been into the idea of cultural pride. Like, mm. sure. it's, it's definitely spinning a narrative, isn't it? Yeah, or is I just, Australia. Yeah, like, that's why it was so easy for me to drop the flag because I'm like, we we can see where you're from. If you're if you've migrated here, cool, that's fine too. I don't give a fuck. Just be a good person, and like, you don't need to rally behind something. Said that's why I don't care. Flags are like uniforms for countries. That's fine, and my, my schools have free dress an, all year round. Everybody is wearing a nice crisp uniform with a tie that makes sense, that is that is appropriate to the to the jacket. And, and you're wailing around there wearing your singlet and and, and, and straw hat and just going, yeah. With I don't, a propeller. I don't care but it, it does not matter. Like whether you you're on whether you're under a flag or not, like you're still a citizen. Hey Seb, remember that time then we said it doesn't really matter if you know athletes have performance-enhancing drugs. If they want to compete in the Olympics, it did because they weren't going to yeah, get well, to compete. Yeah, well, exactly right. But if they wanted to compete in the Olympics, they wouldn't have it. If if people wanted to have a flag, I wouldn't say they can't have a flag. <laughs> I know, but I mean, like, I just, like, it just seems weird. Like, I never get, like, in, like, real life. 
national- I just don't give a fuck. Like national nationalism. pride is just a way to turning yourself against another nation. Like it's- nationalism is a, is a problem when when weaponized, and which you it can't has been. Weaponize it if you have no if you ban right it. cultural identity. If you like, ban like it, if you ban flags, then you can't. It's hard rally to behind a flag, but if people just say you can't say ban chance of the Peacock Republic lives, like then you get into thought policing and all of that nonsense. I'm not so, so is that, that to suggest that you're leaning towards the second option so um, far? <laughs> the first option is not out of the question because it is just banning it off official like government buildings. So like the government does not recognize the Peacock Republic, but so citizens to are allowed sweep to sweep it under the rug like it never happened. No, because that would be banning it and removing it from the history books. <laughs> um, but also option well, number two, I don't I don't think that there's a lot of I don't think a flag is the problem here. It's obviously that there is there is the racism that is in that is implied by displaying it. So if the flag's not the problem, you're also not going to solve it by doing anything with the flag. Correct. So let's see what the other options are. I agree that the flag is harmful and should not be used in any capacity. Predictably, declares Nick Gillard, president of the advocacy group Peaceful Resistance Against Injurious Speech and Slanderous Yabba. (laughs) (laughs) It initializes to prissy. (laughs) (laughs) But why stop there? What about ugly racial and uh, ethnic slurs? Words hurt people a lot more than some silly relic. You know, words like hoopster. Ring nose, biggie snarls. Oh, sorry, I'm just repeating all these epithets making people uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, we can't tolerate the use of such awful language, and we should start fining people for hate speech, like they already do in many progressive countries. That I'm not about. That is thought policing. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm- uh, I I think that that is an easy no, say Australia. Um, <laughs> but being adopted, four. sadly, in in the UK, you yeah. can now be jailed for uh, for for free speech. I mean, for exercising free speech. Yes, in public, you should be allowed to say whatever you want. If part of your job is talking to people, and 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 you you can expect a certain level of discourse, like say in on the parliament floor or things like that. Then there should be regulations, maybe there. Really? Well, yeah. If you, okay. think, it's, you, you think it's okay in some circumstances to make words illegal? I think not illegal, but well, I you mean, can be you I- can be punished for using them in a workplace. So if your boss said, if you're in a telemarketer and right. you're like. Your boss says, okay, even if the person on the phone is using these words, you're not allowed to use them. Mm-hmm. And you use them, then you could get fired for that. I think that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine, but you yeah. shouldn't be jailed for it. No, not jailed. Not jailed at all. But like reprimanded okay. in whatever way a the place has power has over you. So but, workplace but in that's, this case. But that's a different situation than a government. Yes. Um, well, I think government... Enforcing has that say over politicians, not over populace in public. As a means of controlling their own reputation, as a means of as as a means of keeping discourse useful. But how do you decide what's what's useful if you if you only have a selection of words? 
Well, it's not so much words, but injurious slander. So in, in well, legal what about, terms. What about parliamentary privilege then, where politicians are you know, traditionally allowed to say whatever they like? Even lies they're allowed to spout out inside of a, a, a sitting parliament. Instant hanging. <laughs> Time travellers, man. What can you do? Option number four. <clears throat> if y'all were to ask me, I'd say we were better off during the Peacock Republic, says Teresa Miller, a local yokel of indeterminate age. Back then, us normal folks go about using our own schools and buses without having to mix and mingle with those weird Watcher McCollums. Leader, I'll be frank and honest, I don't give a hoot what flag y'all run of those poles of yours. Just give me back my damned water fountain privileges. <laughs> Segregation's <laughs> definitely out, right? I think we can all agree with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, can we agree to that? Yeah, we can agree to that. Can we agree to that? <laughs> <laughs> so it le- that really leaves options one and two, which is like ban it from official buildings. Yeah. Or teach the good parts. Or let it let Remember it, all those let it days run. that Hitler was a really top guy and gave a smile to all his staff? Now, I don't want to sound like a Andropolian here. <laughs> <laughs> Sir. But I will say there are things that you can learn about and from Nazis. Of course you can. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily well, not necessarily just the atrocities that they committed, like learning from what not to do, but also what they did right, fewer and further between and less than what they did wrong, but there are still things to learn. And I think putting a blanket out against history is dangerous. And I think if education and compassion are fostered in other areas of your nation, you don't necessarily have to legislate speech because Saints Australia has had the option to do that in the past and hasn't specifically. Yeah. But time travelers. <laughs> that's the big that's the big button. Yeah. What what do they influence here? If this Kenya Atwood, local politician and passionate reenactor, passionate enough to travel back in time to reenact. <laughs> well, maybe, yeah. Is a time traveler, maybe I should listen to Kenya. However, if Marlene Savage, a civil rights activist, sporting colorful Tasmanian tribal attire, of which she has no ancestral history, a hint that maybe she is in fact a time traveler. With all the anachronisms about what she's doing. Well, this is uh, explain how I'm reading the time travel situation because instead of it's. Like I said, it's a coin flip for you. It could be this one. It could be that one. You don't know. I, the way I chose to read it is imagine as though a group has come back specifically to observe this issue taking place. So don't, I wouldn't try to place a certain individual within the narrative. As they're like five time travelers out of the hordes that have come back are here specifically to see what you are about to do because it is very important. That's a big assumption. They might Otherwise, be- well, it's, An assumption is, is this one the time travel or is this one? They have two opposing both things. They might, it's a coin flip. They might be here just because the chips are really, really good. And, <laughs> and, and the fact that there's an important decision in the parliament is purely coincidental. You don't know why they're here. 
That's why you have to continue being mm. honest. And I'm going to say that a really old person probably isn't a time traveler. Unless it's a very clever disguise. Unless it is, but there's an obvious anachronism in one of them, which is the uh, the bandit on public, I mean, option number one. Uh, but then there's also maybe wink, wink, hints that those are values that never go out of style. Mm. Wink. Coming back into fashion. Mm. So <sighs> it's a difficult decision and I'm going to make it even more difficult. You son of a bitch. Andropolia is firing the first volley. I always knew this would happen this way. Veto power. (laughs) Yeah. Option one is vetoed. What was option one again, sorry? Option one is uh, taking it off official buildings. Oh, I would have done that one. That actually makes it easier. Oh, good. So I'm going to go option number two. You remove choice from me, but I think that this is, I have confidence that my populace are smart enough and compassionate enough to not be, not fall back onto the mistakes of history. And that is where you will fail because nation states is going to flip that right on your head. Correct. Uh, the country routinely whitewashes uncomfortable parts of history. Tourism industry braces for influx. Government. Got more people from the future? Hey, come look at the fire this jackass started. <laughs> that jackass started. Sorry. Now I get to blame Andrew Polia. That's good. That's true. <laughs> Government. A true role model, parents say. Everything is cheesy. Cheese industry delighted with rising sales. <laughs> Community groups win government support. Public education up 1.8. Culture up 1.3. Uh, tourism up 0.13, government size up 0.12, agriculture 0.07, same with cheese and welfare and pacifism. The big downs are inclusiveness down 1%, crime is down 0.7%, uh, average disposable income down 0.6, and economic output down 0.07. So, yeah, I guess not much changed. Because I didn't, I just said, you can keep doing what you want to do, I guess. <laughs> Except for all the bits that you're uncomfortable with and we won't what speak about What bits are you talking about? <laughs> no, I can't, I can't I, find I, it in a textbook. <laughs> I basically said that I guess you can say what you want about history rather than what actually forcing have, yeah. the truth. My issue is called reporting for duty, but it's actually reporting for jury duty. It was in parentheses. Anyway, a big topian defendant Standing accused of a high profile, sorry, in a high profile murder trial, criticized the randomly selected jury being biased against him, observing that the 12 included two known anti immigrant agitators, a man hating uh, misandrist, a boy he bullied at school, and his estranged father. Concerns have arisen regarding how juries are selected. Maybe yeah, he's just yeah, a yeah. terrible guy. It's like he just, it turns out you've just pissed off everyone in my nation and I can't find you a clean jury. Or you've got really bad representation that did not exercise any sort of. <laughs> so I, I guess. It's like so. this person hates you by race, this person hates you by gender, and these three people hate you. Yeah, that's fine, whatever. I've got a crossword here. Let's, let's keep it moving. It's so, great. so I guess in this case, you. You have to decide whether the jury are the time travelers and whether you should listen to them or the guy is a time traveler and you should listen to him or both of them are time travelers. I'm, well, right now I'm giving a choice of how we assign our juries. 
So my reading was oh, he, he he is there and he knows people in, in specific people in that jury. So I know if he's a, if he's a time traveler, the jury's time travelers. If he's not, they're not because in the fiction of this, they they he bullied a kid in school. There, you're convinced that they're here to help, aren't you? Correct. That's the assumption Otherwise, I'm running why would with. They be why would they be here if not to well, assist? Could so. I say that maybe these time travelers have come back and assumed disguises specifically? So that this guy gets off. Well, let's see. I, I haven't read the options, to be fair. So I want to go through <laughs> them and then see if any, because I don't know if anything's going to be like a narrative hint in one direction or the other, because I haven't read them. But my assumption from going into this, if it's going to be about how we select juries, either they are trying to influence this case because did the wrong outcome occur from it? Did the right outcome occur from it? Do they, is this person if we change the jury's going to get off, but they know he was actually guilty. So that there's, we don't know the jury is stacked in the technically badly, but for the correct outcome to occur. Yeah. So let's re- I'll read through them and let's see what we get from, but my I'm running on the assumption that the time travelers are here to course correct my future. Well, out the, the future of the nation. Oh, a dangerous assumption. But it's the assumption I'm running with and I'm going to be running with for these few weeks. <laughs> and I guess well, well, we get I guess we get to decide at the end whether or not it worked. Yeah. So it is possible for random selection to generate generate biased in uh, juries states statistician Ronald Carmen. I like him. He was about <laughs> the only person who was actually excited to be called for jury duty. We need a process to screen out biased prospects from juries and aim to actively create balanced and fair juries that are representative of the values of the nation as a whole. Which, mind you, I'm going to say, was what I thought would have already been happening. So we have a strong lead from him because he's doing the thing I thought we were doing to begin with. Well, no. So what he's saying is that you use a random jury. Completely random. But now he's adding an extra step so that if it does produce a biased jury, you you have a mechanism to rectify that. Yes, which I think is they have in the States. I I, I think they have it here as well. Basically... Anyone on either side can object to a juror. Yeah. So if there is like the guy that bullied or you bullied in high school is on the jury, yeah. they would go, "Hmm, I don't, I don't, I don't want, I don't want you on the jury." Uh, yeah. Or maybe a more touchy subject if there was a case to do with maybe a white police officer uh, beating up a black person, and perhaps You'd the want jury. All white jury, right? Well, maybe <laughs> if the jury was randomly selected, but eleven out of twelve people were African American in descent, or descent, they they could argue there is reason to suspect some of the jury may have biases in either direction. Yeah, in the in the in, American system, uh, uh, both both uh, representatives of the of the defense and and, and plaintiff are allowed to. Not to interview, but to directly ask the the jurors questions. To eliminate. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And based on their answers, they can they can eliminate them and go. In the Australian system, it's much simpler. Um, uh, other uh, the the representatives have the time it takes for the juror to walk past them and into the jury box 
without saying a word, purely based on, uh, I think then they get their their name, maybe even they get their profession or something, and how they how they look to um, to issue mm. their, their their challenge or veto if they make it to the to the jury box. Um, uh, that's before it. before either have said anything, it's it's too late, and they're and they're now a, a, a juror. That feels like a time trial in a video game, like so it's, quick. It's like, biz- yeah, it's yeah. Bizarre. That feels like a holdover from a time that we should not be holding over from so much. Maybe <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, tradition. <laughs> <laughs> option two. It's the patriotic duty of every citizen to participate in juries. Reminds your justice minister. The fact that some people think of creative excuses to get out of it is offensive to say the least. We need to make jury duty mandatory for all citizens and make the randomized selection the final selection. Picking and choosing jurors is too prone to corruption and legal manipulation, no matter how well-intentioned this selection process may be. I don't instinctively agree with that. but Random numbers are random numbers and the future is then in the hands of chance. And you don't have to make a decision. Sometimes, yes. sometimes you get weird results that look like they're biased, but they're they're not. And once again, said I'm I I haven't come to a consensus about what I would normally pick to then try and steer in a different way if they hit a, if they hit a course strikes me. So currently, I'm liking option one a lot more, which means for me, it's probably not the one I'm going to go with. Like I'm when I tell you yeah. it's my favorite. Yeah, it's in this case, it's probably Your my least, least likely to select. I want Seb, to do this. Seb, why do we need jurors at all? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? I've got two more options. One of them will definitely get rid of jury. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god! I kid you not. Why have juries at all? Questions Judge Adam Reed still clutching at his gavel from this morning's court session. It's a proven fact the majority of cases are already decided by who gets selected rather than by the evidence presented. All jurors have some subconscious bias that quest- that a questionnaire won't catch. All sentencing should be handled by the judge. The random person on the street probably has no idea how the criminal justice system works in America, so why not leave it to the professionals? Uh, or you could simplify l- it. I actually thought I didn't have courts. No, you got rid oh, of courts. Oh, they reinstated them. Then yeah, a couple episodes later, you got some of it back. That's why right. I had the flip-flopper achievement <laughs> of like, whoops. <laughs> are, you, are your judges still having to fly from opposite ends of the country in I order to attend so. cases? Yeah. <laughs> There are fewer now than when they already had to do that. Because some died <laughs> off in the, in the judge famine. <laughs> His honor, Judge Reed, has a point. All human beings are susceptible to bias more than they realize. Selects suggests tech enthusiast Dixie Xavier, who famously augmented himself with, a ro- with robotic arms. Oh, God, it's Jax from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> How many times has a jury convicted someone who was obviously innocent or vice versa because they were emotionally persuaded by the attorney? On the other hand, computers don't base their decisions on emotions. I like they, it. They make decisions based only on logic and cold, hard facts. I propose that all courts should be run by an automated system that will leave no room for error. Now that is really dangerous because if you don't get the law right, yeah, the program is just going to execute and whatever, it's all your fault. Whatever you, you can't blame a jury, <laughs> you can't blame a lawyer. I think that's unfortunately the option I need to go. Oh, Seb, no, 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 no. I don't want to. I do not want to. But hear so me out. In, a, in a in a situation where last week you you hamstrung your government where no laws are being passed. So forget about forget about people agreeing on 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 what is right and what should be done. They can't even get nonsense passed. 
In that system, in that world, <laughs> you want to now have computer programs that Replace will execute yours. to the letter the law exactly as it is written. That can't be changed. Can I? Can that, I? that leaves that you you only have the programmed room for interpretation to to to. Can uh, I please uh, show my working? <laughs> um, I don't want this option. Can we just clarify? This is not a want. This is a. So, so this why would you this choose is a it? Need. <laughs> I, I need to have AI. Any other day without time travel is option one. Is the one I would go with. It's the fairest system. It puts the power in the people. It gets people representation that both sides, the um, prosecution and the defense, can agree on. It is the fairest outcome. And once again, the people get all the power. That is what I would do on any given day. The thing I would do the least is surrender this power of the people and hand it over to not people. And I don't mean lawyers. I mean machines. <laughs> Seb? And, and wait, so what, your logic here is that time travelers have come back to somehow influence you to remove their ability to affect what happens in the future. No, perhaps you. I've killed Zane. I've killed Zane. Oh <laughs> running under the assumption that my instincts are incorrect and they are here to course correct what I would normally do. That's my assumption that I'm running with for this for this group of time traveling bullshit thing. Let me reach into my my bag of, bag tricks. of wrenches. <laughs> throw one into this works. Yep. That logic was fine last week. Now, this week, you are expecting to do what you wouldn't do. Therefore, the thing that you wouldn't do is do the thing that you would do. Oh, God. And then next week, <laughs> it's back to the same thing. Because a double negative becomes a triple negative. It's just negative again. Um, for the sake of this not being an exponentially more complicated thing that gets fucked up every single week. Just do the right thing, Seb. Do the thing that that keeps, keeps the Submerican hearts whole. Maybe Zane has made so many parallels to my nation and um, the Judge Dredd franchise. <laughs> Perhaps this step is can remove that by making it some sort of other dystopia. <laughs> also, um, coincidence, yeah, but this is the second time in a, a row that the time travelers have targeted my judicial system in some or my my lawmaking abilities in some way. The House of Representatives and now the jury. There's some sort of issue that must have to do with the structure of the law system within a, within Submerica, and they are trying to massively course correct it. Possibly. You're also possibly just reading into, into patterns that don't exist. It's also true. <laughs> I could believe that very easily. So you are going to sabotage your own nation. I don't think I'm sabotaging You are it. going to deliberately go against what your principles tell you to because maybe time travelers are trying to influence you not to do that. If they were, ne if they were never here... I never would have selected this option. It would have been laugh. We would have all gone, like, hey, has to be. You like haven't even addressed the possibility that they are here with a sinister agenda. They are here to to make you think exploit that. exploit your good nature, exploit your optimism 
at, at, at their arrival if, and get exactly what they've been denied in the future they are because leading, of the decisions that you made. If they are leading me astray, and this is the downfall of Sub-America, <laughs> and the, the assumption is they're from Sub-America and yours are from Andrew Polly. That's a really huge assumption. You know nothing about them other than that they're time travellers. And even that, we're going on their word. <laughs> The gypsy said. <laughs> the, gy- the gypsy said. Why on earth would we trust this gypsy? She cursed us with zombies. <laughs> That's also a good point. I don't want to do this. So don't. Do it. Well, okay. <laughs> do it. What's, more, what's the opposite? Um, making, obviously, op- the option one where it freeze up the jury pool, selecting pool, or would it be to eliminate so juries number- at all and just have the judge, or would it be to eliminate the human element and go for the machines? Because it's definitely, I want option one, but I can't take it because of the way I'm reading this thing. Option two, I don't like the full, the randomization is the issue we have now, so we have to change it. Yeah. So it comes down to, do I let a, just a judge decide each case individually, or do we go with machines? <laughs> this is Seb. This is this is dangerous, and I I cannot follow your logic. I I really can't. It's tough. It's almost. It's tough. It's almost, it's almost like it's almost like you're a time traveler, <laughs> and you've replaced Seb. I don't want it. I'm going machines because I'm now uh, out of the two op- out of the two options at the bottom. I'm very Australia curious. Australia salutes your proud choice. <laughs> I'm very curious now. Zane Australia, the technophile, <laughs> wouldn't exercise that. <laughs> Breaking news: the blue screen of death forces many trials to either be aborted or restarted. Always trust the statistician. That is in the constitution of Zane Australia. Um, policy enacted. Once again, I have no judiciary. Uh, ju- yeah, gone. Hey, you just need a computer. Flip flop. Trending <laughs> topics. The government simplifies the judicial process. <laughs> government officials cut ribbon on new hospital wing. Big business applauds government support. Family groups applaud return to decency and surprise jump in insurance sales. Comma fear. <laughs> <laughs> the first one black market went up 20 percent my goodness uh gambling went up 10 percent which is not ideal that's what you don't that's literally what you don't want (laughs) and then everything else padded out into like the twos and the tinier ones oh that's what i wanted this is good law enforcement down 100 percent uh is enforcement law enforcement bad i don't you want to enforce laws no well, okay. he's not passing them anymore, so <laughs> I guess he's just given up on his judiciary altogether. My current law enforcement, for the record, is at negative 3.2. <laughs> so it's made up entirely of 3.2 cops from another nation. <laughs> um, and then it patters off after that directly into the 1%. So that's fine. Yeah, let's leave that one there. That's that's a brilliant summary of I think exactly a, what you've done. It's a strong move. <laughs> well... This week, gentlemen, Andropolia's prayers may, in fact, be answered. You get to eliminate crime? Hold on to your hats, sir. Oh, no. After a United Federation, uh, the United Federation sent two police cars, a police helicopter, five drones, and a wind-up toy into Andropolia to capture Megamomo, an Andropolian citizen and alleged terrorist, the government has called a special meeting to see what should be done about this blatant breach of sovereignty. You love sovereignty. I love my borders, yes. 
I'm, I'm not in love with my borders. No, you don't even love you your flags. Take no. the you dog just, isles. Just, take the Arctic <laughs> islands. Don't care about them. We don't even need anything tangible in 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 trade. Just, I'll, I'll 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 do it for a for a promise of a song. Oh, I'd like a song. I would also like a song. Yeah, but it's not it's not even a song. You just get the promise of a song. Isn't a promise of a song in itself <clears throat> a kind of song? <laughs> We need to modify our military and sharpish to keep those United Federation pests out of our national territory, angrily growls General Anderson whilst marching a platoon of troops into your office. We need to stop them from doing it again. Order the entire army to the border and have them shoot any intruders on sight. That'll learn them. Um, I guess, yeah. It'll also stop the time travellers, which we don't know if, if they're want to. benevolent or, or, or um, the other one. I trust them. Malevolent? <laughs> malevolent. I couldn't think of it. I wanted to say Maleficent and I knew it was wrong. <laughs> Are you mad? exclaims Howard Garza, one of your most queasy ministers, while trying to conceal his worry beads. The United Federation has Gigadeth 4,000 planes, Smash-tastic 2,000 helicopters, and you die now 500 missiles, and we barely have glorified crop dusters. We need to engage the international community and try to convince them to join us in enacting sanctions against the United Federation. That will show them we're serious. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sanctions are, you know, a bit of a petty way to deal with things. Um and a bit of a tell that to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Trump doesn't get doesn't get a free hand to do things the way he wants them to. If it's he true. did, I'm if sure he he'd did, be. I'm he'd sure be he'd be making deals left, right, and center because <laughs> he's the deal maker. He knows how to make a deal. He's the best deal around. Everyone's saying so. <laughs> Neither of those two are particularly Great. attractive. Was it so bad for the United Federation to bring their coppers here? Sighs Miley Meyer, your border patrol chief, while rolling her eyes at the other speakers. Mega Momo is a terrorist, and if the United Federation police got him first, then good for them. In fact, if other countries want to cross our borders to arrest someone, we should let them. Then there'd be fewer criminals for us to worry about. <sighs> I would. Other countries doing your work for you? I am dying, dying for an option to increase the police force mm. from my from 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 the bio on the andropolian homepage it says that that the police force is hamstrung by by a crippling uh, crippling uh, uh, underfunding and and high um, high mortality rate of police officers mm. outsourcing outsourcing and importing some police may be good i don't want to send troops to the border for is there only three options? No, real, that's the, that's it. It's just those three. I don't want to send troops to the border on you know just this you know they, they were chasing a criminal and okay it is it is a violation of sovereignty but I don't know what what deal we have with the mm. United. Unfortunately, Federation. Andrew Polly, that's no longer an option because I'm pulling out a veto. I'm vetoing option number. You three. can't launch a nuke Same. and expect no one else to launch a nuke. <laughs> no, you still issue destruction. No, no, I'm just going to let you guys be. That's good. I I didn't. I, I wasn't destroyed. I don't think you'll be destroyed by this either. Thank you, Zane, for now giving me an excuse <laughs> to march everyone <laughs> to the border. <laughs> why, why, um, why Andrew Polly's crime is so high. I tried to admit <laughs> it. And for, some reason, it. for <laughs> some reason, I tried to sign it into power, but some gypsy power stopped me from being able to do it. 
No, it was Zane Australia gave you a call and said, look, if you do this, I'm going to stop sending that, uh, <laughs> that, that, all that lovely food that your people have been subsisting no, on. No, I love free food. <laughs> all right. So that- which of those two options is the best one for you, though? Look, sending, sending the troops to the border with instructions to shoot intruders on site um, will potentially leave a lot of trouble. Trouble. And innocent bystanders shot or otherwise, you know, people who harmed. mean well and are, and are essentially harmless, they, they, they will be harmed and, and done. Uh, at the same time, um, giving into this queasy minister um, so who queasy. says, well, who, who says that they're so much better armed than we are. Um, maybe we should just go to the go to the UN essentially and just say well, we don't like it. They stood on my toy. <laughs> um, that's right. But but I think I will go with that one because if it's if it's enough of a problem that is willing to go to the UN about it, uh, the United Federation may be attracting gripes from from other yeah. um, from other nations as well. So at least at least that way nobody. Dies tonight. <laughs> Who knows what happens? Though I tomorrow. will say, <clears throat> marching everyone to the border might increase your uh, your uh, spending on forces. That's also true. But I mm. deliberately last week I deliberately went against Im- imposing martial law, which was which was on the table. Foreign policy is to avoid standing up to bullies. Bullies are so big and scary, though. Andropolia is now the world's pussy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Taking Zane. the title from St. America. <laughs> we never rolled over. We just didn't want to play dodgeball to begin with. Well, Take this- our islands. They're dirty. <laughs> I don't have to look after them if they're not mine. It's just a really like shirking responsibility. Like, I don't have to true. clean my room if I don't have a room. I'll sleep on the couch. <laughs> However, And then the street where the couch goes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not cleaning the couch. <laughs> there is good news, however. Um, it may be that there are general trends at play that, that are working in Andropoli's favour, regardless of what the government does. Because of time travellers. Which is what I think anyway. The Andropoli Sentinel reports, assault figures punch through historical lows. Hooray! How much money do you need to live? It's less than you think. Lucky. Outdoor camping <laughs> craze continues. People love the environment. Who needs a house? And most supreme magnificent overlord honoured with new statue. That's the most important <laughs> People are not bothered by anything this week. It At least you got a statue. All good news. Oh. Pacifism up 5%. Income equality up 25 if that's important to you. And authoritarianism up 1%. Well, that's not a big jump. That's not a good. Not a big jump at all. As far as the downtrends are concerned, uh, weaponization is down 2%. Government size down 2%. Ah. Wealth gaps down 25 Yeah, but you'd expect that. Manufacturing down 4 Arms manufacturing down 10 And defense forces down 12%. Now, while that's, while that's uh, you know, it may be inferred as a, as a, as a bad thing for Andropolia, uh, it cuts a line out of the budget. We're not yeah. facing any international um, threats. So cutting the defence forces by 12%, not a bad option, I think. Not a, not a terrible option. And you got a statue out of it. so yeah, I got a brilliant statue. 
Yeah, so um, <clears throat> this has been a quite a long episode, but if you want to find us on Facebook, you can. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can. If you want to find us on Nation States, you can. You can have a look at our nations and how they stand right now. We will be a couple weeks ahead of where you're listening to right now, but nothing terrible should have happened. We assume. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet. Unless the time travels have their way. <laughs> I need to catch myself <laughs> one and interrogate him. Or you can send us an email at a new world order podcast at gmail.com. We do have a Patreon, and one in every five episodes goes there. And on those episodes is where we decide who dealt with these global threats the best and deal out those delicious veto points. <laughs> uh, so uh, for $1 US a month, as little as that, you can give more for other things. Uh, you can get all of those episodes. Uh, so as always, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, dwelling forever towards hopefully a time travel of free future. I've been your people's champion, your role model and paragon of virtue, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. Uh, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. I assume my sources have told me that that happens. Everyone's <laughs> saying it. I have the biggest head. I'm the most intelligent ever. Yep. And my hands, huge. <laughs> and I have been Andrew Schosser, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sun's plume. Till next time, gentlemen. <laughs> Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because... Relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.